Hi, this is Mirei. In light of what has been happening to the world's economy this past year, two juniors, Mikey and Ryan, analyzed how the COVID 19 pandemic really impacted the economy beyond surface level observations. They took into consideration the different economic perspectives and had Kentaro lead the discussion. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Kentaro with What's the Dealio? I'm Ryan. I'm Mikey. And we're going to be talking about how COVID 19 has changed the world economy and how governments and markets have changed their behavior due to the pandemic. Okay, so this is a very topical subject. Was this starting based on one of your classes? Yes, we originally decided to start this from our econ project. We wanted to reflect what we learned in our econ class to relate it to this current situation because, especially me and Ryan, we felt like this current situation was a really good opportunity to better understand what we've learned and apply it to understanding the current situation and what the world is actually facing right now in terms of the economy. The government originally, especially from all of the negative reaction caused from this pandemic, I think, the, especially the United States, really had an aid response in the beginning with Donald Trump. And first, it came a little bit later, but the issue of the vaccines came into talk. And the United States hit it off with Pfizer, which is a very, very big industrial company in terms of making pharmaceutical goods. And the United States actually provided a $1.95 billion subsidy to Pfizer. And originally, it looked as though Pfizer was going to continue and develop a vaccine by themselves. But later in the run, the United States also provided subsidies to Johnson Johnson and Moderna as well, mainly due to a view that. By only providing a subsidy to one company, it would make that company a monopoly. And this wouldn't encourage other companies to follow and produce the vaccine quicker and at better quality. And so the United States decided to provide subsidies to both Johnson Johnson and Moderna in anticipation to convince all businesses to encourage faster and better production of these vaccines by the end of the year. So that's a really big positive impact, at least in supporting a major industry. Were there any major negative impacts? Obviously,、uh, with the economic circumstances immediately after the beginning of the pandemic, there were some negative impacts. What examples of industries were negatively impacted? So, there w a s actually a lot of industries that were negatively impacted. At the time, they might have been trending upwards, but such as like the cruise industry, which was one of the fastest growing markets before the pandemic. However, as of recent, due to the pandemic causing lots of travel restrictions and making it that people don't really have the luxury of traveling around anymore, the cruise business has taken a significant drop off in profit and consumers in general. And other travel industries, such as airlines, have also really taken a beating from the pandemic just because of how hard it is to travel. But it's not just traveling in like businesses that are hurt, there's also like hospitality services, such as like hotels and like airports and restaurants that are also being like very negatively affected. I'm not sure if you want to say anything else about that, Mikey, if you have anything to add on. Yeah, I would also like to add about how it depends on countries, but especially countries that really rely on hospitality services and travel services. A lot of those countries were really greatly impacted. And a significant bunch of those countries really rely on foreign investments and、uh, investments in general. And this also saw a really, really large shock in the stock market, in fact. In the United States, for example, 
the FDSC actually dropped 14.3% in 2020, which is the worst performance in 2008. And UK also saw a similar shock. Japan didn't see a very big shock, but it still saw a slight shock. Japan had a little bit more of a economy recovery action first before taking action in terms of the COVID concerns. And the UK, they actually responded to this by significantly reducing interest rates. By reducing interest rates, it would reduce the cost of borrowing money and in turn boost the spending and also boost GDP and the economy. And while this was in the short run, a good way of boosting the economy because of further lockdowns and kind of changes in the expectations of when vaccines will be produced and done, it also still negatively impacted the stock market as well. I wanted to add one thing earlier about how you said some countries really rely on travel and hospitality services and foreign investments for their economy. In this case, it's not a country, but I have a lot of friends in Hawaii who tell me it's been very hard there because Hawaii really rides off of tourism and the money that people who are traveling from other countries bring in. So just to provide like a picture for like that example, Hawaii's really been suffering due to this pandemic because of all of the restrictions on travel and people haven't really been able to go there and help support the local businesses, which has been really suffering. Definitely. So these places and industries that are heavily dependent on things that can't really happen due to COVID, like transportation industry or the hospitality industry, they were put in a big struggle. What is being done or what has been done? For example, Mikey gave the example of what the British government did to help relieve some of the stress caused by the economic circumstances. What has been done to help those struggling industries by governments? Well, the United States, for example, has been providing small business loans and just business loans in general out to businesses to help them sort of cover the costs and like keep paying their employees and keep up their operations, even if they have to go through some closures. Like in order to make sure that when things open up again, the economy won't have to go into debt or something just to keep their business running. And it's related to the business, but it's not a business direct exactly. But it's the workers who are losing their jobs because business owners are going to have to cut costs in order to keep their businesses afloat. They've also been providing stimulus packages, such as in March when Joe Biden announced a $0.9 trillion stimulus package bill that was approved. Yeah, I agree. I think these different actions that these governments take really also shows the drastic differences in what certain governments in certain countries decide to take and what options they have. For example, the United States took the route of focusing on aiding the COVID-19 and Uh, kind of dealing with the pandemic in general at first, but then switch to more of an economic mindset in the second half. And countries like, for example, Egypt. Egypt completely ignores the COVID-19 pandemic. And so they have no changes in, they have no plans to slow down the economy whatsoever. And while this is, Egypt is one of the countries that is actually growing during this pandemic. And although it is a positive impact, it is also negative because Egypt is also seeing one of the largest COVID-19 rates. And also in Japan also, there's a lot of objection to how the government is dealing with the issue, where they have no plans in general whether or not to focus more on fixing the economy or to focus more on dealing with the pandemic. And so I think this is also causing a lot of issues within the country and also actually consumer spending and consumer confidence with the current uh, economy and how COVID-19 will affect their lives in the future. Ryan, do you want to go a little bit more into how consumer decisions are greatly affected during the pandemic? Um, Sure. So 
basically before the pandemic, consumers, they would go out to local businesses or restaurants or they would go out shopping at the malls. However, due to the pandemic, consumer behavior has shifted because now consumers really have like a great desire to buy stuff if they have the money to and they're still employed. So they actually turned to like online businesses, which have actually been like one of the fastest growing industries due to this pandemic. And it's actually the reason for this is just because people can't go outside and send their money. And so the only way they can really buy it, um, goods and services anymore is through online markets. And so things like such as clothing stores like have seen like a 55% increase. For example, Nordstrom last year saw 55% of their total revenue coming from online e-commerce purchases because people weren't able to go to the store itself and buy things. And businesses such as Amazon have grown exponentially. I believe it was around 200%, which was actually reported by the research FBI back in June of 2020. And so basically because consumers can't really go outside anymore, spend their money, online businesses are really thriving. And this is sort of creating a wage disparity between business owners and the workers who are becoming unemployed due to the business owners trying to still make a profit and having to cut workers. And I'm sure, Mikey, you might know more about that. Yeah, I think this the pandemic also really shows the growing wage gap, especially in the United States, where normal workers are cut of their jobs and the rise in unemployment during this time is really a drastic change. The U.S. employment rate actually grew from 3.7% to 8.9% according to the International Monetary Fund. And this is some unheard of since past depressions. And... And I think, Ryan, you also went into how the top five billionaires actually saw their combined wealth jump up 85%. And I think this really shows the gap in how different groups of people are greatly impacted by the pandemic. Small business owners and normal workers are really suffering during this time because they lost their jobs and they can't work. While larger corporations and industries, they are thriving because they can just keep on cutting costs while the revenues may go down. As long as they cut costs, they can still make a profit to some extent. And I think this really is an issue that United States and other countries in general will continue to have to deal with in the future. So there are trade-offs. There have been lots of big negative effects on small businesses, uh, individuals in general, and in certain industries. But on the other hand, other industries are booming and actually are really at the peak of their success. Do you guys think that the effect that the pandemic has had on the economy is a net positive or a net negative? Well, I feel like for the online businesses in general, I feel like this pandemic was a net positive, but I feel like it was um, quite the net negative for like travel industries because we were actually talking about this earlier, but for example, like airplane or air travel businesses and airplane companies, they're going to be suffering even after the pandemic is over and people can start traveling again because many businesses have realized that it's much more convenient due to the rise of platforms such as Zoom, which is an online calling platform where they can just host private meetings there instead of having to fly their employees around the world. It's actually much more cost efficient. And so I feel like that'll really negatively affect air travel just because they've learned through the pandemic that online communication is much more convenient than traveling from place to place. And I feel like just any travel business and like hospitality service might, um, this is a net negative, but any online service has seen a lot of growth throughout this pandemic. So they've experienced like many net positives and probably aren't complaining that much about the pandemic. Yeah, actually adding on to that, these different changes and these, I think COVID-19 has really impacted many industries greatly and has really shifted 
what consumers really look for and what really is the focus. Because actually the cruise industry before the pandemic was the fastest growing industry. And because of the pandemic and the issue with how COVID-19 spread in the cruises, this cruise industry is forever destroyed. And so many corporations are starting to scrap their boats because they know that this market is never going to recover like it was before. And adding on to what Ryan said with the air travel industry, I think this airline industry especially will make, considering how 90% of an airline's profit actually comes from business class seats and airlines depended on these corporations purchasing business class seats to boost their profits. And a lot of these companies really depended on business class seats and a lot of this, a significant amount of airlines actually have lose money on economy seats. And by these corporations either completely stopping airline travel or converting all of their purchases to economy class seats, it will really change the airline market in more of a luxury service. And while following supply and demand, while business class seats will lower in price because of the less demand from corporations, that in turn, because the airlines will still seek to earn profit, they will in turn raise the costs of economy class seats. And I think this will have a significant impact on the general populations and consumers in general who are not going to be able to afford these economy seats anymore because there is no cheaper solution anymore. And many people will switch more to business class seats and first class seats, will, which will decline in price. And these changes in general will turn air travel more into like a luxury service. For example, like the Concorde. Concords were very much a luxury service. And I feel like air travel and traveling in general will become a luxury and will be a lot less popular. Definitely. Uh, I think we're about wrapping up on time. Do you guys have any uh, last remarks? Just before we finish, I thought I would also provide a suggestion on what actions governments can take in order to alleviate this issue with the economy. Right now, I think the UK, the UK are raising taxes in order to make more money to spend on government transfers for people who are struggling during the pandemic. But although this is good for gathering funds to make these government transfers, it will greatly, greatly affect the economy. And I think governments need to shift their focus more onto fiscal policy to not raise taxes and not cut spending, but boost investment, government investment, especially on research and development and general services in general that will boost the way of life in countries. And this will have a significant impact on the GDP and also have a significant impact on the economy especially with the anticipation of these vaccines just coming in and a lot of these consumers not having to worry about getting COVID because of having a vaccine. Yeah, well, COVID has definitely had a major impact economically on the world. Thank you guys for having this conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you for hosting. From cultural revolutions to wars, Every generation has its own circumstances and factors that affect the economy. 
It is natural for the world to have its ups and downs, but things will change for the better. If you're passionate about a certain subject like Mikey and Ryan, feel free to contact us as one of our social media accounts. Thank you so much for listening, and that was the dealio.